Hello everyone, this is Inside the Tribe. We talk here about moving to another country, integration, challenges, fun and experiences while living in different culture. Today my guest is Sara. Hi Sara. Hi Marie. I'm really glad to have you today um, as my guest. You were moving from South Africa to Switzerland where you're located now or was there some middle stories in between? Could you share that with us, please? Is it, it's never ever a straight line, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so yes, so um, Switzerland wasn't my first, I was born in Cape Town and grew up in South Africa. And, and now I've lived in Switzerland um, almost uh, 20 years. Um, so it sounds quite simple like that. But in between, I actually ended up moving to, to Holland and living in Amsterdam for a couple of years. It's a nice city. Mm, yes, it's great. And then, of course, I didn't always live in Amsterdam. Then we went to live in Alkmaar, which is also a nice city. But, you know, I, I found it, it was harder there, you know, for me. And it didn't work out. And I ended up going back to South Africa. Um, did you move because of a job or? No, no. So, I mean, I I, um, I moved to Holland with my boyfriend at that time. He And he was, and I think this is like traditional in South Africa is we have so many different cultures. So, you know, so everybody is a South African and something else. So he was a South African with a Dutch passport. And, and so we moved to, to Holland together. But I suppose, uh, yeah, it, it, it didn't really work out. I never really felt like I integrated. And I always felt like I missed home and missed the culture and so after a couple of years I moved back to South Africa yeah it was really great to be home because I was like oh I've missed my culture so much I, I you know I miss my family I miss my friends I mean I was only in my early 20s as well okay. you know so, yeah so being home was so great <laughs> I think also for um like I was in Cape Town once Okay. 2014. It's an amazing place and amazing country. I want to come back once upon a time when we can travel. Yeah. I don't know if for our listeners probably will be interesting to know that it's so different cultures there. Mm. Maybe for outer world, it's doesn't. It's not a known fact. How it's come that there are so many nationalities? And yeah, I mean, I always think of South Africa as like a big melting pot, you know. And I think that's like the beauty. That's why they call it the Rainbow Nation, right? Because mm-hmm. we have all colors and all cultures, and, and you know, and it's okay. It's it's celebrated to be different, and uh, which I think is different from Europe, where you know you should fit in and and you know be in with that you know that middle band. Whereas in South Africa, I feel like really like the differences are are celebrated and encouraged. But it can be strange, like Europe with so many nationalities. Yeah. You think there's still? Yeah, I feel like there is an there is an appreciation for fitting in, for not being too different. But but I still feel really comfortable being different, and I I, I am happy to be different and to celebrate my differences, and and I don't feel like I'm judged for that. I think maybe more like at the schools and that at the younger level, I see like the kids are really encouraged to go the normal route, you know. Okay. What are others specifics of culture? where you grew up not differences because then you compare but really like something special that you can see only there or it feels special for you 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Also, I haven't lived in South Africa for 20 years, and I think South Africa has been on a cultural change as well. As okay, yeah, I mean, in 20 years, it can be changed many things. Yeah, I mean, we came through that whole, you know, when I was young, it was the apartheid years, you know, so it was all, you know, living under a, um, like a police state almost, you know, okay. with a lot of restrictions and a lot of, yeah, a lot of things that you didn't talk about. And I mean, now, of course, we have our, our wonderful Rainbow Nation. And yeah, so things have changed a lot in South Africa. It's fantastic. I mean, obviously, they still have a lot of challenges. Yeah. I, I think what I love about South Africa is like the resilience of the people. Because life can be so hard there, but yet there's so um, any excuse to celebrate. Um, people love to support each other. For me, it always feels like such a positive place. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll be down and out, and things will be terrible, and then you know they'll bring like that the Jerusalem that new song with the dance <laughs> during Corona, I and mean, they came out of South Africa, you know. And yet they, you know, people are struggling to to feed their families, and yet they're dancing and celebrating about being together. So, yeah. What do you think is the secret? <laughs> to be like this <laughs> much sun I don't know I think the sunshine and the sea breeze does help you know <laughs> um I don't know is it I think, the <laughs> I think the diversity as well celebrating our diversity like I say like the rainbow nature everybody is different and that's okay and I think people are so much more accepting and and open to others I mean yeah I mean Maybe I'm making it sound better than it is because they have their challenges in South Africa mm. as well. Spontaneity and the inexcuse to celebrate. I mean, yeah. all the beautiful things about. Do you go often in normal times? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to be honest, like before we had kids, we used to go a lot more, like sometimes two, three times in a year. Then we went back to sort of, you know, traveling with kids. I think we were more like once a year. You know? Okay. Yeah, and it gets expensive to travel there with four people. It is, <laughs> though it's quite a convenient flight from. It's a convenient flight. Yes, exactly. There is no time difference, and no. it's just so you down. fly overnight and you arrive the next morning. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we would go maybe um, once a year, and then of course have our family up here and our friends. But over time, your life becomes more here. You it's know? kind of shifts. It shifts. It shifts. In the beginning, your heart is still there. You're going there all the time. And then after a while, life also becomes good here. But it takes some time. And then after a while, you like, I like to be here maybe in the summer. Or I actually want to enjoy the fact that I'm in the middle of the world instead of the bottom of the world and maybe travel to some of these under, other wonderful places that are close by as well. Yeah. But so, yeah, I think the person put the roots with the time, right? Yeah, roots exactly. are growing. For me, it was funny. Um, I think now it's like more home here. Mm-hmm. But first, maybe five years, it was funny to travel from home to Moscow, which is home, mm-hmm. where I lived eight years, to my parents' home. So I was like, from home to home to home. <laughs> Very strange feeling that everywhere you feel home. Yeah, but I, I, I think there's also, so, so I always say there's like, once you choose to lo- leave your home country and go live somewhere else, you will 
gain in richness so much. You will learn another culture. You'll find another home. So, so you will enrich your life, but at the same time, you will cut your heart in two. And so you lose that. So every time you leave, you know, I leave South Africa to come back home here. My Half my heart stays there, you know. But mm -hmm. if I were to leave and give up Switzerland to go back in South Africa, half my heart would. Now there's no ways I can get away with it. Anywhere I will go, I will lose half my heart, you know. <laughs> It was just the price I had to pay for all the things I had to gain, you know. Yeah. So. For me, what is sometimes hard to think of is that, like, I'm 10 years not in my country almost, and yeah. parents getting older. Yeah. And I think, like, I see them several times a year, and, of course, technology helps, and they see yes. grandchildren on the phone, and they're like, WhatsApp video, whatever. But... If I think how many days or how many things I didn't share with them personally and how much I lost in a way, mm. because when you're nearby, you don't see like getting older. And if you when you're teenage, you just you are driven to go and fly and find something out. Mm. But then you look back and they're already old. Yeah, it's, it's sad, right? I used to, when the kids were first born, it used to be the hardest thing for me. It was like, look what I'm doing. I'm taking away these wonderful children from my parents. How can I be so so evil to do that? It used to, the guilt was terrible, right? I used, to, I used to hate that we were not able to be together. But I think I got kind of used, you see, like my kids now, they're, they're 11 and 13. Maybe I was more emotional in the younger during the younger years as well. And now I kind of think, yeah, but they still have a quality relationship. And the grandparent relationship is not less because they don't spend as much time together. That bond is still there. It's still strong, you know. And so I don't feel as guilty about it anymore, you know. I feel so yeah. better with it's a my bit release, yeah. Yeah. Well, if I look my grandparents, because my mom also moved from place where she lived and my dad also so they're also were somewhere in the middle mm. so even in the same country which is huge we saw me and my brother we saw our grandparents each side maybe once a year mm. and I think it's um to thank you to my mom because and my dad they more mom she was telling all the stories from the childhood when I couldn't remember. So she was telling me how it was with my grandparents and telling like, you know, this five generation backstories, mm. how it was many times. Mm. I think they, she told me so many times how I was born that I almost was like really consciously there, you know, it's already kind of a picture <laughs> that I can imagine because it's like, Talking, talking, talking. But I think it's good. It's kind of bring this connection, you know. That's I also do it for my daughter now, like how it was and yeah. I love that. I connect with that. I mean, I also have that where I talk to my girls about, you know, how I grew up, how my grandparents grew up, and then them with their relationships, we always talk about it. Actually on my dad's side, he because my father is actually a, a refugee from Estonia. Um, and so, and then was born in Sweden and then grew up in South Africa. And his um, sister wrote a book about his parents' life and their whole story and journey. And it was so wonderful because I read it with the girls, you know, and oh, they nice. loved it. 
Yeah, and now they always talk about, I mean, and it really helped them to connect with my paternal grandmother, who they've obviously never met. And so I love that, telling the family stories, you know. But he has, like, amazing story. It's also kind of a, sometimes I feel that people who move, each generation, they make the bigger and more risky moves. Yeah. My parents moved inside the country, but far away. I moved even further, I think my daughter maybe will end up in Australia or something like each generation goes just further. But improve on the generation before, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, please don't do that. I want my kids to stay in Switzerland close to me. <laughs> I heard Swiss people don't often leave. <laughs> so I'm hoping well, you need to kind of close. cultivate them. <laughs> Yeah, my husband is Swiss and he's very local. You can't probably find <laughs> more local person. So hopefully your kids will stay close by, right? Um, I'm <laughs> fine. We like them to travel. <laughs> no, I, I'm fine if they move, if they're happy. Yeah. So it, it's their life. Yes, I agree. So my mom probably were also not very happy having me far away because she's very into kids. Mm. very now me and my brother just far away and she's a bit lost without kids and grandchildren how was the move to Switzerland for you <laughs> so it was actually a move I didn't want no <laughs> I moved to Holland I was young and it was like an adventure and I had no idea what was coming when When I came to Switzerland, I knew what it was all about, right? Because I'd done it before and I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. You know, so Chris, my husband of almost 20 years now already, it's amazing how time flies. He wanted to move to Switzerland with me, wanted to marry, you know, and I was like really fighting it because I was like, I don't want to go back to live in Europe again. It's not for me. But I suppose love won and I, I came to Switzerland. But I think also, I never owned the decision originally. I was like, so always blaming him. It's always you that made me come live here. And I'm not happy. I want to go back home to South Africa. All it does is make for really yeah, miserable life <laughs> in a new country. I needed to have owned my decision. I decided to come here and say, this is where I am. And it's tough, but I'm going to make the most of it. And I'm going to love it. And I think maybe... It took me longer to put down roots because of that. So you were kind of resisting. Yeah. I was I'm like, temporary here. Yeah, I'm going home soon. This is like, you know, short in. <laughs> you know, there is a saying that the most usual thing is a temporary thing. Yeah. <laughs> like we say, yeah, it's only for one year. It's it's. Yes, you came to Switzerland for one year. I said, I will give you one year. <laughs> Times 20. <laughs> you know, like step after step, year after year. Yeah. But you know, the funny thing is, like, I'm happiest here since I realized I don't want to go live anywhere else. Since I decided that this is my place now. Yeah. It's a clear then, right? Yeah, it's clear. Then you don't have this, like, it's like almost like the same as how we parent, right? It's like if the kids don't know what the boundaries are, then they're unhappy. And then they have to test the boundaries all the time. Yeah checking like could I do more could I do less and it's the same with me it's like if I made that boundary and said that Switzerland is my home once I decided that then I yeah. just got on with life and stopped like missing living somewhere else I think it's also the same for me in many things like the, the main thing is to decide for yourself yeah to own your decision right yeah we call it you know for every little things 
we discussed with one friend about like habits and sometimes if there is no, it's not a routine, but kind of the structure that you know that this thing I do like this. Mm-hmm. Then it goes like a habit and then you each time don't need to decide and use your resources and use your strengths, emotions. You're like, yeah. I do this because yeah. I do like you kind of form, we call it a recipe. <laughs> Yeah. It's a recipe of anything. The recipe of my life was here in Switzerland, right? Mm-hmm. And I stopped losing energy because I think it was draining my energy, always like thinking, how can I go back home to South Africa? How could I make that work? Or you compare like, ah, oh, that was good there. Or yeah. well, I miss that. Yeah. But I, I bet you miss something still. Yeah, I do for sure. What is the funniest or like... Uh, the most unusual thing I've Yeah, missed. not unusual, but something like little specific thing, but it's really missing. Mm. I miss walking on the beach, you know? Yeah. And Europe doesn't have those kind of beaches. Those wild beaches with sand dunes and mountains and no building and no Liegestuhle, just wild waves. And it just feels so like um, I could be there a thousand years ago and it would still look the same and just being alone and out in nature the beach the sea I miss that a lot Mm. oh you tell and I just feel the breeze and (laughs) the wind blowing waves crashing and you know the sand the funny thing for example it's also because it's involved Africa if you think about skiing like Mm. where I grew up there were skis and there are mountain ski. Mm-hmm. You go to Switzerland, there is Langlauf, so yeah. country. Yeah, cross country ski. Cross country, thank you. Yeah. Ski and normal ski, which are mountain for me. Yeah. You go to Africa, yeah. you have normal ski, which is water ski. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you have mountain ski. So it depends where you are. The ski is just ski, but people put it put in a different thing. I mean, it can be also the, the other things that in one country it's one thing and in another it's another one. I read once somewhere that will not bet in which African language or country there are words that not exist in any other language, you know. Mm-hmm. And if, I mean, every language probably has such things. Eskimos, they have like 20 names for snow, right? Um, in Africa, they were telling that, for example, the I will not bet 100, but like, a person standing in water and waiting for fish to swim by. It's just one word, but it means this because okay. people use it all the time. Okay. And you will never find it in somewhere else such a word no. because there is no such a routine or happening of things, you know, in one moment. And, you know, you can't, those kind of things, they, my mom always says like, um, you know, Africa is in your blood, you know, and you can never take that out. That will always be that wildness, that that difference. That will I think be. it's, you know, some habits and generally history. It's not because my parents, for example, Russian, I have something, right? It's like generation and generation of some patterns, historical events that form the character of nation. It's many generation um which form next person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And all the experiences that come up with, right? Yeah. In what ways are you Swiss? You have to ask my mom that because she always <laughs> says that because she comes to visit. We're so Swiss, Sarah. <laughs> Does she say that? Yes. <laughs> and, and I think <laughs> the one thing that 
Because in South Africa, South Africans wear their shoes in the house. Right? Yeah. And she finds it so funny. And then I'm always like, take your shoes off at the door. I must take my shoes off. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. I'm like, um, I don't know how it is in Russia, but in South it's Africa. It's the same. We have so long, so bad weather and so dirty outside. Then you do it immediately when you're in, in the corridor. Yeah, so so in South Africa, people just drive their cars everywhere, you know, and then they <laughs> because of sand, <laughs> they don't really walk anywhere. They drive places. They drive from house to house. You know, their okay. shoes are perfectly like house shoes. You know, <laughs> you park your car in your garage and walk into your house and wear your shoes. And I'm like, take those shoes off. Yeah, which ways am I Swiss? I mean, I've also um, got a lot better at being on time. I think, although the other morning I was getting the girls dressed, um, or, or I think we were like, um, I was like, put on your shoes, hurry, come now, we've got to hurry, we're going to be late, go, 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 <laughs> and then my eldest daughter, she said to me, you're not Swiss, are you, we are always in a rush, <laughs> and I suppose I'm not really, I'm compared to Swiss people I'm not as on time but I feel like I've become a lot more conscious of being on time than than it's traditional in South Africa South Africa you can turn up an hour late and it's still okay yeah like easy yeah really relaxed African time (laughs) we heard that a lot and also like in the shop or somewhere when you're like is where's the cashier like we need to go yeah it's okay where are you rushing to enjoy life (laughs) be in the moment even uh, probably with the train i don't know i didn't, didn't try train but it's like one goes another comes it's not like <laughs> here you run for train in a minute it goes or something it's like yeah it's somewhere it comes it's fine Can it not have a little nap under the tree exactly. <laughs> it's it's yeah exactly <laughs> chat to the neighbors you know <laughs> i don't think there's even like a timetable i mean I never used public transport as a child. I suppose if you take a bus, you're just happy a bus shows up and you take it. Yeah. <laughs> if it comes, you know, and if it doesn't, well, then you have to walk. And then when you walk halfway, the next bus comes and you, you're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> but maybe if you wave it down, they will stop for you because yeah. South Africans are quite helpful that way. Okay. You know? <laughs> They're not so strict about the rules. Yeah, here you will not do that. Like, no, forget no. it. You just wave. Ta-da. Yeah, that's another thing. You know, South Africans are not so strict about the rules, a little bit rule breakers, really good at abiding by the rules. But it's wonderful to live in a country that has a lot of order. It gives, you know, that's one thing I love about Switzerland is the people abide by the rules. It makes my life a lot easier, I must say. What were your parents thinking about Switzerland when you decided to move there? Like, what was their image? Were you going to... <laughs> I mean, I think they're a good idea. I mean, they've traveled through Europe. And um, my mom spent, I mean, she studied in England. And so she also spent some time in Germany, not necessarily Switzerland. Yeah, I mean, they love it here. They think it's a wonderful place to bring up children because our kids here in Switzerland have security, safety, and they have so much freedom that in South Africa, the kids just cannot have. And so they they love it. They think it's wonderful. Uh, They prefer to come here in the summer. They're not keen on the winter. (laughs) No ski. (laughs) 
I mean, you know, snow is a little, it's fun initially, but after a while for South Africans, it's nah. <laughs> Two yeah. days is enough. Yeah, exactly. It's like fish. <laughs> you can give it three days and then it starts to stink, you know. <laughs> yeah, they love it, yeah. And they come a lot. My mom always says to me, the last time she was here, she said, I never thought in my whole life that I would come, you know, I think she's been here like 16 times to Switzerland. I never thought I would spend so much time in Switzerland. It's funny how life turns out. And then they come and they stay for like six weeks, you know. So I have no, to, That's a lot. Yeah, I have to really hand it to my husband. He does not complain at all. He's very welcoming to them. <laughs> <laughs> what about his parents? Did they come? Yes, his mom also comes every year. We okay. have her to come stay. I mean, his father's passed away, but his mm. mom, she's she's the South African. So Chris is Swiss, you know, so he has the Swiss father, South African mom. Okay. And, and his mom comes to visit us like every year as well, you know. Yeah. So so we so we have come with our family here. And you know what I always thought is like, but when I go to South Africa, you know, there's a lot going on because my parents have their, you know, their, their work and they have their social circles and they have their, you know, my, my, my sisters and their other grandchildren. And so there's a lot going on. But when they come here, we like have to ourselves. Bubble. Yeah, yeah, we have like really like quality time, just us together. And it's wonderful. And I mean, and, uh, and then we usually go on holiday together and they're here, stay with us and... Yeah, so we have really quality time together when they come stay here. It's funny you mentioned about uh, your mom saying that she never thought she would visit Switzerland so often. I have a friend and she was always telling like, she's happy that I'm here because before she knew nothing about Switzerland and she yeah. would never travel there. Yeah. Like she loves Italy, though it's close, but yeah. And now every time she visits me, she also travel. And come back to me again and again seeing new places in Switzerland. She's like, it's amazing. But she would never go just by herself no. to see Switzerland. Yeah, it was also not somewhere where I would have thought, oh, I want to go to Switzerland, right? I think Switzerland is about the good quality of life more than like the great tourist attractions, you know. It's yeah. the beautiful hikes in the mountains. It's the skiing. It's the, the lakes. It's the small cities, you know. I think for me at least. You know, I think Switzerland is a beautiful place to live and to be. I was once before in Switzerland, Are before you I moved and you would So you also... knew what you were coming to? Uh, no, we went for two weeks um, no idea in mountains with my colleagues. I was working in Moscow and uh, one of colleagues had um, like a vacation flat in Flims. Mm. So we went there and first thing I was like, I, I knew a bit German and I'm like, what are they talking like? what's that it's german romanian what is that in between like like you get that it's something german but you don't get anything mm. and it was like beautiful and lots of snow and but if you would tell me then three years before mm -hmm. so sometimes you wouldn't know what happens in a year as live shows right mm. you would not bet in 19 what we will be have in 2020 no. so if you would tell me back then that You're I would be here I'm like ha <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's oh, isn't it funny you know and I was like so determined not to come back to Europe again you know I was like I'm never, never going to say never yeah exactly <laughs> here I am <laughs> no no way of turning back were there any other never ever in your life that turned out to be 
No, I usually try not to say never, ever. I usually try to, I have kind of this rule that if there's an open door, I'm going to go through and have a look. (laughs) Just look, just, you know, like I'm, I'm not going in, just look. I'm looking, you know, so like if somebody wants to do something with me, I'm kind of the person that usually says, yes, why not? Do you want to do this crazy, risky, stupid thing? Yes, let's try it, you know. (laughs) So usually I'm like up for everything, but I I really didn't want to come back to Europe again. (laughs) So so I really came here with like this like determined, like I'm not going to be happy here and I don't want to come back. and, And yet it's become my home and I love it here so much. But it's like a it's like a second try yeah. coming back. Not all people give that second yeah. try for moving, especially if the first experience was not so good. Successful, right? Yeah. 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 But you know, you do what you need to do for love. So people yeah. always ask me how how come you're here in Switzerland? Because of a man. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other reason? <laughs> Can yeah. I ask you? How was your reason? <laughs> the same, the same. Exactly. Exactly. And yet, yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. I think having my business here and realizing that my business, which is like my my third baby, mm-hmm. <laughs> having that here like really rooted me because okay. I felt like this was here. I mean, for sure I can do it elsewhere as well, but it's here and it really gave me a purpose. I think it's having a purpose and a meaning behind what we're doing and a reason to be here is really helpful in setting down roots and, and just taking away that anxiousness of always thinking, is this the right decision? You know, okay. it settled me. It settled me. Yeah. I mean, family is one route that we have and then some I mean, creativity and work and contacts around. Yeah, making friends and building up a circle. I think though, with the with having small babies, that was like a lonely time. Though, so I mean, you can't just take a screaming baby to visit anybody. New friends, you can't just. So you spend a lot of time alone at home with the babies. Yeah. And I found that was like a lonely time for me. I missed family because they have to open the doors for you when you come to their home. <laughs> For me, it was hard with the first one yeah, because we were in Basel and then we moved to Rien nearby yeah. and work home, work home. You have colleagues and friends, but then you have a baby and you're just there. You're home with the baby all the time and it was winter. So I was going around circles and circles, walking outside and I had really the red trolley yeah. and really uh, light seen from far away blue jacket so I think people were thinking oh there's so many women with red trolley and blue jacket because they saw me all the time on different locations in the same village because I made kilometers walking and it was horrible it was very lonely I can tell with the second less because you kind of grow your contacts and now it's me if I see some new faces also walking with the trolley in village, I'm like, hi, and like trying yeah. to make a contact and ask if they're new and they need any help because yeah. I know how it is. Yeah, How it is, right? You're not hanging out with your colleagues anymore because you're at home on maternity leave and then... Dynamic changes completely. Even if you're back it's not to work. Same. You don't socialize so much because you've got to go home and pick up the yeah. kids. And then also, like, if you have friends beforehand and suddenly now you've got kids and they don't have kids, 
it's the dynamic has changed or like what I found was also we had some really close Swiss friends who when they had kids sort of drifted away and they became closer with their families so there was you don't have families we don't have the family to drift away and be closer to family well I missed home a lot before the kids I was still having a lot of fun when the kids came that's when it was really hard that's when we would often have like the midnight conversation pillow talk about like I want to go home to South Africa and my husband was like the next day going oh no do I have to look for a job in Georgia (laughs) (laughs) it takes time but I mean I think also raising a family on your own really like strengthens the family makes you powerful together as a group because you get through that on your own I mean, it depends. There are different stories. I mean, it can, it can, I think it could break you or make you, right? Yeah. When we disagreed or when we had fallings out, I couldn't get in the car and go to my mom and not speak to him for two days. I mean, it would be a great option, right? Yeah. I mean, you always have this option if your parents nearby. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I had to stay and I had to work it out always. Parenting, I think, like learning how to parent together, it's, it's really t- tests a relationship. Yeah. I always say like any marriage with small children is a marriage in crisis because it's like you're you're getting tested every day, you know, yeah. in, in high school. Years. For yeah. years. Exactly. But I mean, at the same time, we, we, we went through those early years and now we just get to enjoy the fact that we have such a tight-knit, close family, the four of us together, you yeah. know my two kids and us they love spending time with us we travel together so we got through it but I mean it's not it wasn't always just a stroll in the park <laughs> rainbows and unicorns as I no. said <laughs> it was a lonely hard time what you know, helps you what are those tips magic that can help what helped I feel like <laughs> you know what helped me was also just taking time for me like um, I started running after the second baby. The house is chaos. The kids are screaming. Nobody's eating or sleeping, whatever. And I just put my shoes on and I'd say, I'm just leaving you all, you know. And I would go run and run hard and then come back with a fresh mind to face it all. Yeah. So I think like if you're not finding even like a half an hour escape to get out of that situation, just to freshen your mind and your spirit again. <laughs> I started I my yoga retreats after my first daughter was born oh okay so when she was eight months first time I left for four days okay and before I was traveling a lot and saw many nice hotels you know for business trips but that hotel that I stayed four days it was just something amazing ever ever experienced like because I went with my friend and she was like yeah let's rent a room together I'm like no no (laughs) I will take that room alone and I sleep like a sea star in the middle of the bed no one will touch me at night ask something ask for food for nappy for for whatever (laughs) so I thought it was just such amazing experience and I was thinking like why the hell I didn't do that when I didn't have kids you could do it just like that I mean, I think that people who feel guilty, who just give up everything, I feel like you have to care for yourself. Otherwise, you have nothing left to give to anybody else. 
You yeah, know. you don't have resources for others. No, you've yeah. got to look after yourself first. It might sound selfish, but it's not, you know, yeah. it's so important. And when I hear about like moms who've like, oh, we've never had a babysitter. We don't do date nights yeah. or, you know, I, and I would say, do it. Yeah. And the children will love you for it. They will benefit because your relationship with your husband is strong. Take these times. It's so important to do it. I, I, I mean, we still didn't it. travel without kids. No. together we mm. have babysitter and going out that's easy since since the beginning but not like one night both of us out of the house without Ooh, kids you need yet to do that then <laughs> maria <laughs> next thing on the list my dear <laughs> when we go on a trip <laughs> we don't only have to buy half flights somewhere we have to pay for two flights from south africa for the grandparents to come you know and um, so <laughs> So it's a real investment for us with babysitters, you know. Uh, I mean, we started off just with like a long weekend to Nice. Yeah. And you know what we did? We went to this um, beach bar and we rented these two ridiculously expensive um, Liegestuhle. And we just lay there in the sun and we went and swam in the sea. And we ordered cocktails from our day beds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had lunch delivered like one does when one is in the south of France. Yeah. Was it, was it very strange first time? Yeah, I mean, you're so used to like having kids and like dealing with issues. And suddenly it's like, oh, what do I do? What do we talk about? It's just you and me. So we're like, let's drink. <laughs> That will ease. No, it was wonderful. It was lovely. It was so funny because the one night, we, the first night, we, so we went out for dinner. And so, you know, we're sitting in the streets, you know, in Nice. And, and we're sitting at our little two-person table. And there was like a two-person table next to us and another couple. And I don't know how we started talking hello. And then like within five minutes, my husband was like, yeah, and we, ha we have two daughters. And I'm missing them so much. <laughs> I was so sweet. I was like. I'm always the one that's passing over the kids and he's missing them, you know. So, yeah. But no, we had, yeah. And we went once to San Francisco for, yeah. for a whole week. Ooh. And that was really nice. Yeah. yeah. I really recommend to try it. To it's on the list. But uh, now yeah, it's... But your kids are still young, right? How old are yours? Uh, five and two. Yeah. So it's still early days. Yeah. Yeah. You Two is still really little, you know. He's... Uh, Mama Titi, as they say here in Switzerland, when they always on the mama, mama, everything, mama, if Papa wants to do something, it's a scandal pushing away. Only no. I have an access to my boy. Oh, no. Yeah, it's hard. No, it, it all comes. I always thought like the time for me, I always said like the magic time is when the baby gets to four, because then you can really do like the international travel. When our little one went to four, it was the first time we went to like, we went to New York with the kids, you know, mm. so we did like, I call it time yeah. travel. Yeah. <laughs> time change, you know, because yeah. that's always a challenge, you know. That was like the magic time where we could start going to restaurants and didn't have to worry about flying food and, you know. Yeah, bumpers and all the stuff. Yeah, yeah all that things. Trolleys exactly. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I just wish, you know, in a year, I will put everything, baby things, just in one pack and just sell it to one person. Just from A to Z, you have the whole set. <laughs> Here you go. I think, I think every mom talks about it. Like, I still remember the day. So like with my first one, we still, you know, she was in the buggy for quite a while. But the second one, she was like hardly on her feet. And I was like, on Ricardo, does anybody want to buy a, a stroller? And I, 
the day they came and fetched it and I saw it going down the driveway to someone else's car, I was just like, bye. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a big kind Step, of era. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a big era. And then when you can go back to small handbags and you don't need to have yeah. napkins anymore, right? That's nice. You don't have to take food with or bottles. It's like one, two, three, four, five checklist what you take with you. But yeah, thank you for the tip. I think, yeah, I will put it a bit up on my list. A bit up. Even just Um, try one night away, right? Don't go too far the first time, you know. Exactly. Just two houses houses away, exactly. No, no, we do. do. Thank you very much, Sarah, um, for today's talk. No, it's a pleasure. Brought me a lot of fun and laughter. I think people, it will be interesting to listen. And um, looking for another opportunity to talk to you. Yeah, hopefully again soon. It's lovely to meet you. That was Inside the Tribe, and we hear us in two weeks. Bye.